the kind of like the same standard approach may work for some people. What I really am going for is trying to get the emotion in their personalities on camera. And so that made me asking them questions, just kind of like that are a little more intimate to who they are, things that they like to do. I'll ask them to describe each other with one word. So that just to kind of see, um, I'll ask what's what's your favorite part about her or what's your favorite thing about her or him or her and her or him and him. Sometimes it makes them think a little bit about each other, but ultimately I'm just building their confidence because most of the time my couples have not been in front of the camera professionally for photos. So I'm just trying to get them comfortable. And so a lot of times when I'm asking them questions, I'm, I'm shooting, I'm shooting through while they're answering. And if I can catch a laugh or, you know, a look or something that kind of speaks to like their, their chemistry as a couple, that's what I'm looking for. Welcome to the Beginner Photography Podcast brought to you by CloudSpot. Each week on the show, we interview the world's most interesting photographers to find out what it really takes to capture beautiful images and compelling stories so that you can start to do the same. Welcome back, photo friends. Today, we got a big episode. It is with Washington, D.C. luxury wedding photographer and fellow CloudSpot ambassador, Terry Baskin. Now, on top of weddings, Terry shoots engagement sessions, you know, for her couples. Pretty average, you would think, but not the way Terry does it. These are not your average, like, run-of-the-mill engagement sessions. This is not like, let's go on a quick walk in the park while I snap some, you know, quick photos type engagement session. These are luxury to the max. I mean, amazing locations, team of people to organize them, and lots and lots of planning. So real quick, uh, I encourage you to head over to the show notes of this episode to see some examples of Terry's engagement session because, again, they are on another level. So in this interview, Terry shares what goes into planning of a large-scale engagement session, how to build connection between not only you know your couple while you're photographing them, but with you as well, and then some great posing tips and how to plan what gear to take with you for a luxury engagement session. This interview is so much fun. Uh, I know you're going to love it. With that, let's go ahead and get on into today's podcast interview with Terry Baskin. Terry, my first question for you is, when did you know that photography was going to play an important role in your life? Oh, wow. That's a, wow. That's a good question. All I right. start off strong. Starting off really, <laughs> I started off strong here. So here's the thing. So I didn't, I didn't know uh, photography was going to play an important role in my life. I grew up with a dad who was a wedding photographer. So my dad was a wedding photographer. Um, I I was always the friend with the camera. So that was fun, uh, just taking photos for fun. And when I finished grad school, I bought myself a camera, a professional DSLR for um, my graduation gift. And from there, just started taking photos of friends. And then that led to me meeting other people and taking their photos. And so from it just I guess happened accidentally I don't know that there's like a it wasn't like a this magical moment other than um a friend of mine who I had taken photos for had another friend who was getting married and she asked me to take her engagement photos I was like sure I'll do it 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 was back when I was just excited to take any and every type of work that would come my way. And I was like hunting for people to take photos, begging people to take photos with me. And so uh, she asked me to take her engagement photos. I did, we had fun. And she asked me to take her wedding photos. I had never done a wedding before. And I was like, sure, I'll do it. So yeah, (laughs) so it just, from there, um, I think the moment that was like, wow, I think I could do this was my dad was my second photographer at her wedding. So we were like Perfect. a team. So that was cool. So that was, that was he was probably more excited, but um, than I was. But uh, <laughs> it, it was a cool moment um, that he was with me, and then from there he saw um, my interest in photography, and this started to try and teach me like how to anticipate moments, how to capture the emotion, and some of like the fundamentals that I think are important for um, when you're looking at a photo. So after the first wedding. Um, I found myself photographing another wedding and then another wedding. And I was like, okay, this is, this is the thing. I I like it. So let's do it. Let's see where this goes. Let me ask, what did you go to grad school for? So uh, marketing, got my MBA in marketing. Okay. Oh, you have an MBA in marketing. Okay. So at some point you decided (laughs) 
I'm going to abandon all of that knowledge and <laughs> that pile of student debt that I have, you know, accrued over the years and pursue this photography thing. What led you to that decision? What was it about photography that made you think like, yep, I'm making the right decision? So actually it did. So it, it didn't happen. Like there was no, I wish I had this magical, like, process right I'm going to do step one step two step three I didn't everything just kind of happened <laughs> over the course of these past 10 years things have just happened so I went to grad school marketing my dream was to be in corporate America speaking on stages to audience of like audiences of my coworkers. Uh, I'm in I was in uh, pharmaceutical sales so we would go to these big sales meetings that were elaborate. And so that was always my dream to be on the stage at those meetings. So um, things um, just the transition happened. I found myself um, having to turn down more and more photography work because I was working my nine to five. And so finally made the transition, went full time. So the funny thing is uh, the knowledge I got from business school from undergrad, I still put that into my business today. So I just use it as a way to market my business differently and think of new ways to, to reach people. So it's kind of cool. While I don't use it for that nine to five, I use it in my business. I definitely have some questions about marketing that we're going to get to. Oh, uh, you do? Okay. <laughs> but I still want to stick with that uh, beginner stage for you because I know that that's where a lot of listeners are right now. Yeah, um, okay. You said that your dad was a, was a wedding photographer, which just sounds super cool. Um, but when you picked up the camera and you started learning, like what, what was the most difficult part for you? Was there a technical aspect of photography that was challenging or was your dad always there to be like, Nope, this is, this is what we do. This is how it's done. Yeah, no. So my dad wasn't always there. I live in Virginia. He's in North Carolina. And so I've just been pretty much, um, we would go out and shoot when I was home in North Carolina, but in the early stages. So there's this wealth of education that's available now with like YouTube uh, courses, podcasts, and all, all of that wasn't around 10 years ago. And right. so I was uh, a lot of it. My struggle in the early stages was how do I find consistency in my images? Like I could take photos and at the time couldn't figure out why uh, one set of photos I liked another set I didn't like, although I was doing some of the same things, really I wasn't. So it just came down to um, create, finding, figuring out how to create consistency in my work was probably one of my, my earlier uh, struggles. So just had to uh, find the courses I could, get involved in those, uh, learn as much as I could from other people and then try and apply it to my business. I know a lot of people right now, like I can name 10 people off the top of my head who are struggling with consistency right now. So what advice okay. do you have for them? <laughs> so for the people that are struggling with consistency, when you're thinking about, for me, um, when it, when the easiest way I was able to create consistency in my work was taking photos at certain times of the day. Um, if we were, I shoot a lot on location. So really understanding, understanding the location where I was taking photos. So I take photos a lot in the Washington, D.C. area. So I know some of the areas. So to create consistency for me, I had to start with, I need to shoot at these times of the day where the light is the best. So usually like golden hour. And I need to know, okay, when golden hour hits this certain location, how does the light affect it? So that was, that was probably the first thing, just understanding how light works in a certain area at a certain time of day, and then convince my couples, um, these are the times of day we have to take photos. When you say convince your couples, were they like, was there pushback or was it just a suggestion? No, not necessarily. That's a good question. So not necessarily. So what tends to happen is I would have couples early on who work. Monday through Friday, nine to five. So logically they're thinking Saturday at noon is ah. a great time to take photos. And I'm like, that is absolutely not for me <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the best time to take photos. So in Washington, DC, it's a super touristy area. Saturdays, a nice day, middle of the day. Heck no, can't do it. <laughs> I cannot do it. And so what I would do was there wasn't necessarily the pushback. It was just their, you know, 
thinking, oh, I'm off on Saturday. Let's take photos on Saturday, middle of the day. And so I really had to start to retrain them to these are the best times of the day to take photos. And I would give them options. These are the best times of the day and the best days of the week based on the location where you want to take photos. Okay, I gotcha. That's Does that's that a good sense? clarification. <laughs> Absolutely. And okay. I think I'm right there with you. And it, it kind of stinks because it's like, you know, if you're shooting on a Saturday at noon, like that really limits the amount of sessions that you can take. Whereas obviously if you got the whole week, uh, you can shoot mm -hmm. a whole lot more. But let's Absolutely. stick with these engagement sessions because sure. that's one reason why I reached out to you. Because looking at your engagement sessions, they are <laughs> a whole nother level. And I think <laughs> when most photographers, you know, think to themselves, oh, an engagement session, it's you, it's the couple, mm -hmm. maybe a local mm -hmm. park, an outdoor area. You just walk around for an hour and see what you can, uh, yeah. you know, come up with. Your engagement sessions, you know, well, uh, I saw... You just recently went out to Las Vegas for an engagement session. Uh, your behind the scenes video. <laughs> Tell me about what that entailed, because it wasn't just you and the couple walking around for an hour to see what you can create. What was that like? Oh gosh, uh, let's see. <laughs> I don't even know where to start with that particular engagement <laughs> session. First of, first of all, it was fun. I had we had a blast. But um, this particular client is getting married in the D.C. area, but they didn't want any photos that looked like typical DC. So when you think the, when you think Washington DC, you think big white columns, marble, uh, monuments, those things, uh, she wanted something different. And so she, it was, while I, we threw out, basically I threw out a bunch of locations to her and was like, you know what, would you be willing to go somewhere else and take photos? And she was. Now, I cannot get every couple to do something like that. Sure. But she was the right couple that was open. And I think the the biggest thing with that was she trusted me to come up with something different for her. And we did. So I've gone out to, so I went out to Vegas a few years ago for WPPI. So mm -hmm. the big photography conference that happens every year out there. And when I was out there a few years ago, a few friends of mine, a few friends of mine, uh, and I went out to this area called the Valley of Fire State Park just to take photos. And so it wasn't a planned shoot. We were just out there because we heard about this, this big park with, you know, the, the rock formations that was really pretty. And we just saw it. And so that place has always been in the back of my mind of wanting to shoot there, to want, like wanting to take a couple there. And I've been trying. I've had, um, I had an, almost a chance to do it a few years ago it fell through and so when she was open to going anywhere i threw out the idea and she was she was she was like let's go let's do it Hey, Raymond here. If you're sometimes baffled by which camera settings to use, then I've got just the thing for you. My free guide, Picture Perfect Camera Settings. It's a fantastic starting point for anybody eager to understand the basics of camera settings in various shooting scenarios. And it's tailored to beginners who want to get out of auto mode, providing clear, easy to follow suggestions on where to start with your settings. So whether you're capturing a stunning landscape or a family portrait, Picture Perfect Camera Settings will help you to get off of automatic mode and explore the possibilities your camera offers. Remember, mastering photography settings is a journey, and this guide is your first step. And the perfect resource to guide you towards finding the right settings for your style. So grab your copy today at perfectcamerasettings.com and start your journey to better photos. <laughs> That's perfect. But looking at your behind-the-scenes video, I mean, it wasn't... It wasn't just you and the couple. There was like no, multiple people. No, it was not. There was like hair and makeup. There was like was. multiple dresses. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. Like this isn't just you and the couple walking through this this national park. It's a bigger production. What all goes into the the planning of this? Yeah, so it was. So we brought, so for that particular shoot, we had obviously the couple, the wedding planner came, the video, the videographer came, the makeup artist came, and the hairstylist. So basically her entire uh, production crew glam squad for the wedding all went out to Vegas. She wanted that. So we first obviously had to check everyone's schedule and find a day that actually worked for everyone. So on you know this particular weekend in Vegas, it just made more sense for us to go out over the weekend and then shoot on a Saturday um, because that was everybody's availability. And so um, we coordinated uh, travel 
uh, arrangements, where we were going to stay. Uh, I mapped out the location. And so what I asked her to do was show me what you want to wear. Show me the things you're thinking. And so she sent me five different dresses. So she wanted everything to be glam. So she sent me about five different dresses. And I said, well, based on, you know, the red rock out there, the pink rock out there, um, I just showed her photos of the area we're going to, where we're, Showed, showed her photos of the area where we were going to shoot and um, told her which outfits would look best in those locations. And so it was a lot. Now, I, I guess it seemed easy. The plan, the wedding planner also helped coordinate some of that as well, um, some of the back and forth. But the actual shoot, the idea and the concept, I, I directed that part of it. Um, but she, their wedding planner directed part of the logistics of getting there. But yeah, so we all coordinated schedules and and made the trip happen it, it was fun I keep saying that but it was and so um, <laughs> we did it she's happy so it was awesome that's all that matters now yeah. when I think I, I want to know about how you know you, you said that you had been there before you had taken a few photos mm -hmm. you liked it but you're not an expert on this location so when it comes right. to the photos themselves you said that the bride wanted glam what does that mean to you uh, as a photographer? Like, how is that going to dictate the photos that, that you capture? Yeah, so one of the things that I like to try and capture in my photos is a couple in a space. But while we're in this big space, no matter how grand it is, I still want the couple to be the focal point. So that's just um, one of the ways I try and define my style of photography. So I would just tell any beginning photographer, see what you're drawn to. Like when you're looking at photos, when you're out and about, what kind of things are you drawn to? And I'm drawn to nature, I'm drawn to architecture, just big structures. And how can I place my couple in that space so it feels like they're the only ones there that they have this entire space to themselves so that's kind of like the thought process that went into it when she said glam I was like okay that's awesome let's do glam in the desert because it's essentially desert out there so when I went out there a few years ago I always thought I would want to do take photos of a wedding couple out there but this just happened to work and it was something that I hadn't seen before and so I just try and get my couples to think, what is something that we can do differently? And a lot of that comes with it. They have to trust me on this. Um, but what is something that we can do differently in a space that really speaks to who we are as a couple? So every couple doesn't have to do glam. They wanted to do glam. But uh, I try and take their unique personalities, their style, and what's important to them, and then turn that into a photo. And that may look like, showing them visually I can explain it but sometimes people really need to see what's in my head <laughs> and uh taking that and just basically telling them what we can do in those spaces to make it work you had said that she had picked up five dresses and then you had yes. told her like this this dress will work best here this dress will work best here how how did you know you know how did you decide because when I'm thinking of it I think just lots of rocks, you know, how, how do you decide which dress is going to look better in front of this rock versus that rock? Right, right. lots of rocks. So out in uh, Vegas at the Valley of Fire Park, there are some red rocks, there are some brown rocks, there are pink rock formations. And so each there, the gosh, first of all, the park is so huge. Um, and so as you're driving through, you can see all these different formations. You can see them online as well. And so you can see like the tones in the rock. So I really wanted her to have colors that complemented the, the tones in the rocks. And so, um, so that just kind of comes from, okay, how do I understand or study the color wheel and what colors like complement one another, which colors kind of play opposite one another. And so one of the, uh, formations where we started was kind of more like the reddish rocks I, I was like well let's go green on this area and then some of the softer tone like pinkish colored rocks we decided to go bold with black dresses with a black dress so we had to one I had to narrow her down because she she wanted to wear all five dresses and I was like oh yeah no we can't do that I can't make that happen only because we only had so much time out there um and so of the five um, I picked the two that I thought would work best in the locations. So with, when I think of, uh, let me, let me start over again. Typically when I do an engagement session, I go out with a couple mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. I kind of have a set of like 
typically what I do is like I'll find, uh, you know, just a spot. I'll find some good light. I'll put the couple there. And then I kind of only have like just a very minimal set of poses and then focus heavily on the interaction okay. that they're going to have with each other. Um, and that's through, uh -huh, uh -huh. you know, asking them questions or whatever. Thinking of essentially doing five complete engagement sessions with a couple, like back to back to back to back, how do you deal with the issue of, of posing and making them look uh, unique in, in each photo? Yeah, so um, I actually have a similar approach to you. And I tell them like, hey, I'm going to get in your business. Meaning I'm going to ask you a lot of questions about who you yeah. are as a couple. I just don't, while the kind of like the same standard approach may work for some people, what I really am going for is trying to get the emotion in their personalities on camera. And so that made me asking them questions, um, just kind of like that are a little more intimate to who they are. Um, things that they like to do. Uh, I, I'll ask them to describe each other with one word. Um, so that just to kind of see, um, I'll ask what's, what's your favorite part? What's your favorite person part about her or what's your favorite thing about her or him or her and her or him and him? And uh, I'll ask um, just kind of questions that really, sometimes it makes them think a little bit about each other, but ultimately I'm just building their confidence because most of the time my couples have not been in front of the camera professionally uh, for photos. So I'm just trying to get them comfortable. And so a lot of times when I'm asking them questions, I'm, I'm shooting, I'm shooting yeah. through while they're answering. And if I can catch a laugh or, you know, a look or something that kind of speaks to like their, their chemistry as a couple, that's what I'm looking for. But yeah, the same approach you have when I feel like we have the shots in a particular area and then I'm like, okay, we're good here. Let's go and do something else somewhere else. There are two ways to bring home more money with your photography business. You either get more clients or you spend less of the money that you make. CloudSpot Studio helps you keep more of what you earn. With the lowest payment processing fees in the industry, the average photographer will save $300 annually. And that's just more money to invest in essential gear like a new flash or a sweet camera bag. You know, one that is perfect for storing all of the wedding day snacks that you can pack. But it's not just about savings. CloudSpot Studio is designed to streamline your workflow. Easily organize shoots, send contracts, questionnaires, invoices, and you're really going to enjoy the hassle-free payments. So sign up for a free CloudSpot account at deliverphotos.com. And as a bonus, you're going to get access to my exclusive wedding and portrait contracts and questionnaires at no additional cost. Why let fees chip away at your profits? Empower your photo journey with CloudSpot and watch your business soar. Hey, Raymond here, and we will get back to today's show in just a moment. You know, for the past several years, I have paid for an expensive, far too expensive album design software that I didn't even love because, well, there was no other choice, to be honest. And then one day I got an email from CloudSpot, which is my client gallery system, announcing that they built an album builder in to their gallery software. What? Now, myself or my clients can build a beautiful album and have it shipped right to them. And on top of all that, this feature is included for free. Now, after building a few albums to test it out, I canceled my expensive, dedicated album software membership right away, and I have not looked back. CloudSpot is built by photographers for photographers, and they listen to their customers to improve their service all the time. You can join the CloudSpot family by learning more and signing up over at deliverphotos.com today. You can even build albums with a free account. How awesome is that? So sign up now over at deliverphotos.com. Now, let's go ahead and get on back to today's interview. I love that because um, it's all about getting, as you said, you know, a uh, client comfortable in front of the camera and if i'm being totally honest you know uh 99 of the couples who come in front of my camera say the same thing they're like oh we've never we're not comfortable in front of the camera we don't you know we're not used to doing this but when i look at your photos i think to myself 
oh, these couples have definitely done this before. Like, they're looking <laughs> fantastic. They look, you know, magazine ready. They look like they're on the cover of Vogue right now. Oh, so wow. how do you unlock that from them? Is that just purely direction of, hey, you know, put the hand here, let's turn like this? Or is that once again just trying to pull out those emotions and letting them uh, st- not stumble, but letting them uh, move into those poses themselves? So what we're doing, so what I'm doing when I'm uh, trying to move them into poses, one, I'm trying to find whatever's most flattering for them, whatever's natural, but I'll tell them, hey, if I, and, and I don't want the photos to look too posed. Obviously I'm going to get some posed photos because that's what the family likes. Yeah. I like more of the photos that show the emotion. But when I'm putting them in a two pose, if I tell them, hey, if this doesn't feel comfortable, if this doesn't feel like something you'll do, change or make the adjustment, many times, I'll have a couple out. One of the things that's really helped me was I'll start them in a pose and I'll tell them, this is the final pose we want to get, but it doesn't have to be perfect. And then I'll break them apart and I'll say, walk into that pose. And so I'll have them walk into it and then they end up doing whatever they would naturally do. Or I'll give them some type of command or you, you have that cinematography background. So I love when you can just get the, give them the, the action or the, you know, whatever the motivation is for the shot. All right, break apart. Y'all walk into and end up in that pose and then they'll do whatever's natural for them. I've never heard that before, but that, uh, that makes total sense. That makes total sense. You know, <laughs> I can't think of how many photos I've taken that, uh, you know, the couple starts to look a little stale and maybe they've been sitting uh-huh, there uh-huh. for a minute or two, but that is such a fresh way to get them to, uh, to get them how you want them to look. I love that. I love that. Yeah. And I do tell them that like, Hey, I don't want you to, I don't want to keep you on a pose too long because then it'll start to look fake. And mm-hmm. so I'll just say break apart or I'll, I'll say break apart or take a break. And then I'll have them reset and then do something else. How long now, obviously I know that this trip out to Vegas was, uh, was an exception, but how long is the mm-hmm. typical engagement session for you? How long does that last? So I usually spend about two hours with my couples on the engagement session it's not necessarily two hours of shooting because most of the time they wear two outfits mm-hmm. and um and they were talking so so shooting wise it may be about an hour and a half or so okay. um if that long but that that's you know multiple locations multiple outfits talking walking so yeah now when you i, I want to know like what do you need to get to consider a session a success what elements Mm, i need the couple to relax everybody has those jitters or those nerves when they first show up because of the prep that they put into it so one of the things that i do is i send all of my couples an engagement prep guide and it's basically things that they need to think about when they're planning out their session so i'll tell them things like hey you may have seen a couple in my portfolio that had this certain attire on or took photos in this certain location but if that's not who you are don't feel like you have to do that all right so to feel like i am successful in the session we've had fun they're relaxed um we have a variety of different poses, angles, locations. Now we're not all over the city. What I'll try and do is find a location that has multiple different like backgrounds or like levels or layers to it. So it gives us variety when they're looking through their gallery. Um, but yeah, mostly um, I want them to enjoy it. I don't want them to feel like it was all this pressure and all this work, or I don't ever want them to walk away and feel like they did something wrong. So if they say they have fun or if they say they enjoyed it, then I feel like that was successful. That's beautiful. I want to know about the, um, you know, hold on. How, how am I trying to put this together here? When it comes mm-hmm. to uh, coming up with the idea, right, for a session, I want to know. Okay. Let's go back to the glam idea real quick. Okay. All right. When, when she said that she wanted glam, we're going to talk a little bit about gear. Does that dictate the type of gear that you're bringing cameras lenses uh flash reflect like anything like that or do you have a pretty standard kit and then just work off of that yeah so i have a pretty standard kit that i work with so most of my unless we're doing um a an engagement session that's inside 
either like in a museum, in a hotel, in a building, then I typically don't bring lights with me. I try and travel as light as possible just based on where I take photos. So because I'm in the DC area and there's so much movement and activity in and around DC, I just try and be as inconspicuous as possible with the amount of gear that I travel with um, for safety reasons. And then also because we're walking quite a bit, it's just easier to travel with one bag. And so for every session, I typically have certain lenses with me. So I'll carry my, my 35 millimeter, my 50 millimeter, my 85 millimeter, and then I'll also carry my 70 to 200. So it sounds like a lot of gear, uh, a lot of gear, but um, usually when I'm thinking of using either my 35 or my 50, it's um, I'm trying to capture the big space, the big picture. Um, if I'm using my uh, 85, I'm trying to do more of like the portraits that's really just focusing on them and maybe not so much the background. And if I'm using my 70 to 200, I'm really trying to get them in a space, but then also use that compression from the 70 to 200 to bring whatever the background is closer to them. So those are, those are my, my go-to uh, for lenses. Usually every session I try and shoot um, wide, then medium, and then tight. Is, um, in every uh, in every area that we're in, so that also and then also vertical and horizontal, so that gives them variety right there. So I think if any photographer is ever stuck about what to do, that's kind of been my go-to: start wide, start then go medium, and then go tight, meaning big picture, and then going a little bit closer on the couple, and then going super close to create like if you have if you want to create intimate moments with a couple, then I'll go in super close and I'll let them know. One of the things that helps them to relax is just to tell them what I'm doing. Hey, this is what I'm, this is what I'll be doing. This is what we're doing in a session. I may get close or I'll tell them I'm coming in close. So they'll know. And then I'm still talking to them the entire time. I think one of the things that makes a couple get stiff or nervous is if they don't know what you're doing. So yeah, so that's my approach. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right there with you. Sometimes I will get really excited about it, like, you know, something behind the camera, like, oh, this thing is really good or something. And naturally, I just want to, like, shoot through it and get it. Uh, but I remember once I had a couple, they looked over and they're like, are you good? Or do, do you need us to do anything else? And I realized, I was like, oh, they probably want to know exactly what I'm doing, like, because I was hiding behind a bush, you know, to use the yeah. bushes. Oh composition or whatever and oh, yeah. it looked all uh -huh, weird uh -huh. but yeah talking them through that is uh is really important do you find that th this may be a weird question but do you find that there's a, a balance of telling them too much or just simply saying i'm gonna walk over here and you know try to get a wide shot is that enough or do you need to explain it a little more for them to feel more comfortable no i i, I don't tell them too much i do like if, if i'm going wide and i need to back up so if i'm using like a 70 to 200 millimeter I um, usually back up so that I could pull it in for the compression. And so I'll tell them, hey, I'm coming over here. I'm backing up, um, you know, to get the shot. And so usually if I feel like they are, I, I need to keep them focused on each other doing something if they're not looking at my camera. While I'm fine with, you know, shots of them looking at my camera, I'm really trying to get the, the shots where they are um, interacting with each other in a space. And so I don't like every single time I press the shutter, I'm not talking to them, but I'll tell them kind of whatever it is, I'm still talking to keep them engaged um, with each other until I get my shot. So I, you know, it's not like <laughs> I, I've been places where the photographer is like, amazing, great, awesome, good, yes, 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 amazing, you know, and I'm like, no, that's, that's not, I don't do that. <laughs> yeah, there's a fine line between like giving them some, you know, confidence and freaking them out <laughs> from going all crazy. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's totally. But when we get the shot, we do celebrate. I do celebrate getting the shot. So yeah, <laughs> that, that but not through it. the photo. But that's not so through. Yeah, that's so weird. Because yeah. I once found I did that once because I really wanted. I had this couple who I felt just needed to break out of their shell just a little bit. Uh -huh. and I thought if I go heavy on the confidence, they're gonna feel real good about themselves, and that's uh -huh. what I did. Um, and unfortunately, after the fact, um, they really weren't fans of the photos. They thought uh, they really? wanted more. Yeah, they wanted more like mostly camera aware photos where they were looking okay, like, at looking the camera. At, yeah. And I wanted uh -huh. more connection between the two. And 
ultimately like that's on me like i should have i should have <clears throat> talked to them about that and figured that out but for me yeah. to be like yes you guys are doing so good this is wonderful this looks beautiful and then for them to get the photos and have that feeling i thought oh there's a big disconnect there um, yeah and maybe i yeah. shouldn't have had that much confidence going into it uh and just let them explore it and figure it out on their own does that make sense well no i think you were right with the the level of confidence i think a lot of times that's when i'm mentoring photographers that's kind of one of the things that I see that's lacking somewhat or could use a little boost is the confidence. And so I've had that exact same situation that you've had before. And, and I'm like, oh man, like this session was awesome. Like I did it and yes. they were kind of like, uh, we want it more. And so that was just a learning lesson. I think a lot of times when you're looking back at your photos or your interaction with your clients, I'm thinking to myself like, okay, what could I have done differently? and uh, make the adjustments from there for the next time. So yeah, one of the things I do ask is, you know, what, what things are important to them. For the photos, I ask them things like, well, do you have like a favorite side? Some some ladies have like a favorite side based on maybe how they wear their hair or things like that. And so I try and know as much as I can before we start uh, so that once we get into it, they, they feel comfortable and then they like the end result. But yeah, you, this is a learning experience. I think maybe most of us exactly. have been there, if not all of us. I Man, I would I would hope that everybody's been there. Because honestly, yeah. I, mean, I feel like that's <laughs> one of the biggest teachers, you know, and mm -hmm. that is going to build that confidence of Absolutely. knowing like, once you start asking those questions and learning from your couples of exactly what they want, then uh, mm -hmm. then that lets you know that you're on the right path when you're actually shooting. Which I guess, I'll, you know, kind of brings me to my next question, which is that the engagement sessions of, of the magnitude that you're shooting them are probably mm -hmm. not just going to end up on Instagram and Facebook. What are your couples doing with these photos aside from posting them online? Oh, uh, so the couples are so creative now. So they use the photos a lot for say the date announcement. So to send out to their guests and I'll tell them if they are planning to use their photos for the save the date, use, you know, the location and the attire and those things to set the tone for the guests. So they can kind of know what type of wedding you all are planning. So I have some couples that do really like elaborate formal weddings. And so I asked them to kind of pick an outfit that kind of speaks to the style of their wedding. Um, they use them for the wedding websites now. Uh, they use them. I've had some couples that actually use them in the invitation. They'll use the photos in the invitation. And then I've even had couples that use the photos from the engagement session uh, for the thank you card. So a lot of times they'll pick a photo from the wedding day for the thank you card. But I've also gotten thank you cards that has one of the engagement photos on it. Okay. And, okay. and I've even oh, had, more. sorry, there's more, wait, but wait, there's more. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there, uh, I've had couples, I had one couple that had a wedding and they had, their reception was set up like an art gallery. So they had big blown up framed photos from their engagement session on like these walls, like around the, the reception. I, I was blown away. Mine was blown. <laughs> like when I walked in, I was like, wait, and I was like, there's my photo. I took that photo. Uh, but yeah, so they, they um, I've had big blow ups. They do all types of productions with, with the photos and I love it. I, I love it. I don't think it's too much. It's not everybody's style, but um, I love that I have such a diverse group of clients that some of them are more minimalistic and then some of them are over the top. It works. Is that something that you asked them beforehand? Like what they plan on doing with the photos? And if so, does that change the type of images that you're gonna uh, capture? It, uh, well, yeah, I, so I do ask them what they're doing with the photos. So specifically for composition reasons. So if I know a couple, like recently I had an engagement session where the couple is using the photo on the save the date. So they're doing these velvet um, like, booklets the folk booklets and so one side of the booklet is the invitation and the other side is the photo of them so I knew from there when they showed me the photo it was going to be a, a vertical a five by seven so I knew they needed a, a, a few nice vertical photos of them camera aware to choose from for that particular thing but yeah, so blown up. Oh yeah, I'll usually ask them, but usually my goal is to give them enough variety that no matter what, they they have something to choose from, no matter how mm -hmm. they're going to use it. Yeah. 
that's something that I struggled with for a long time of figuring out like, cause I would only focus on like capturing one photo that like encompasses a, a moment or actually I'll take that in the beginning. Like when I first got started, this is, I made my job so hard on myself because I would take a couple <laughs> and I would find some good light and I'd put mm-hmm. them there and I'd find like one pose. I'd take the photo and be like, great. Now we have to go somewhere else. Like we have to find <laughs> another spot because I've already taken this photo. Like you can't share mm-hmm. multiple photos of this <laughs> setup. So then we'd have to go find another spot. And that was just so mentally draining. Um, but yeah, so now obviously I sit in a spot. I kind of move myself around, you know, mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. live and learn. Uh, but still doing, you know, different orientations, doing different, um, you know, distances away from the couple. That's something that I always need to work on. It's, it's a difficult thing. Uh, But speaking of kind of those mistakes, I guess those, those learning Mm -hmm. things, I know that you work with a lot of photographers as well, help them grow their skills. And I want to know, like, when you look at another photographer's work, or, you know, somebody who's, who's relatively new in uh, Mm -hmm. wedding and engagement photography, in terms of images where do you think the gap is to get to say where you are is it is it in their posing is it in composition is it in their lighting is it something else oh gosh uh it could be within all of those and i first of all let me say i'm i still have play i still have a level that i'm trying to get to so i'm not perfect (laughs) (laughs) so um but when i am mentoring newer photographers um in terms of like creating consistency see sometimes it's the lighting because again like they're not aware that they can help control when they take the photos so the lighting sometimes it's the editing uh they i I was mentoring a photographer recently who said they edit based on how they feel that day and so the edits when i looked through their portfolio were all different and so you know my question was like well how does your client know which edit like which version of you they're going to get so again the editing consistency. Sometimes it's posing when people just don't look engaged with you know one another. They just don't look like they like each other. Um, sometimes that's pretty important. <laughs> they want uh, you want to look like you like each other. Yeah. Um, even if you want to look fierce, uh, as people say, uh, still look like there's a connection. So it's just um, I think it just depends. It can be you know usually some of some those are some of the things posing. Yeah, I think understanding. Uh, what angles look best for some people and some people know their angles not everyone but just kind of knowing some of those things to help them look more flattering on camera um, sometimes I notice that too you said in the beginning that there's still a level that you want to reach that you're not there yet where's that gap for you what do you need to work on to get there you know so my style um, I like clean romantic fun images so if we're not if they're not being you know intimate or romantic and that doesn't always mean kissing for me it just means having a moment where you can look at the photo and feel like oh these two really enjoy each other or I see their connection I'm trying to create that but then also I'm trying to get them to have fun like some of my favorite photos are when the couple is just being carefree and having fun um, in front of my camera and then we just capture that moment of like wow this is it Um, But the level that I'm trying to get to, gosh, I aspire to just get more editorial in my work. Um, And so I I feel like that looks a little bit different than what I do now. So I don't know that I want to change my style completely, but just a little bit more editorial, still taking those uh, locations that we're in and then making those mean something to the couple is still my goal, but just, just elevating that way. I, I got a question about uh, marketing now. We're gonna we're gonna get to that okay. question here, and that <laughs> is um, when it comes to the marketing side of things. I want to know because I struggle with this. When I um, go to market for for weddings, I think to myself, I'm gonna post wedding photos. I want people to get excited about their wedding. Obviously, that's that's mm-hmm. that's what it is that they're gonna pay for. Um, but I've had a series of brides come forward and be like, it was actually your engagement photos that got us most excited because that part was closest to where we are in in the process, in the in the wedding planning process, I suppose. So mm-hmm. I want to know for you, when you go to market yourself, the the material, the the things on social media, the things that you say, is it more focused on the wedding day itself, like the long term, or is it more focused on the engagement session and how 
that's going to build that connection or show off that connection between the couple? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's interesting. That's a good question. So I, I am about half and half. So if you're looking at my work, you're probably going to see a variety. You're going to see engagement sessions, weddings. I tend to bounce back and forth. So it's not too heavy on one side or the other. Um, but mostly I'm looking for people to see like a connection that I have with my couples. So what I do is while I'm showing their photos, I'm also talking about things that they said after their session. I'm sharing their testimonials. Um, I call it client love. I'm sharing what they said about working with me is my, my approach to marketing because it's coming from them, not necessarily from me. So I want them to see the photos, the end results, but I also want future couples to see the connection that I have and the, the the passion that I have for what I do, the interest that I have in getting to know them. So whether it's, um, I do get some couples that only hire me for engagement photos or only hire me for the wedding, but I love it when couples do both their engagement photos and their wedding photos with me because that just makes our connection stronger. Um, the engagement session is where we get to know each other. The wedding day is kind of where we just continue that relationship and they're already comfortable with me. Um, but yeah, marketing wise, if, if anything, it's whatever <clears throat> shows the, it's whatever shows the connection that I have with my clients, but then also, um, the best work that I had when making that connection, if that makes sense. I don't know. Did that answer your question? It does. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And I think really what it comes down to is, and I think my question was just, it was just a poorly phrased question you know like oh do you show wedding photos or engagement like of course you're going to show both um but i think really what it comes down to and what you said there is like look a lot of this in, in this world of wedding and engagement photos they have to have a connection with me because that's how i'm going to produce the best work for them mm -hmm. and it's a connection that we all build together we're working as a team to create um you know to be able to capture those memories that they're going to have to have forever in you know fun and artistic way, I guess, right? Like these are post photos, yeah. they're gonna wanna print those photos. So um, I appreciate that. Now let me s not switch gears, but let me go a little bit deeper. This will be my last question here for you because I know that okay. we're, we're coming to All the right. end of our time. Okay. When it comes to sales and marketing and getting people you know, to contact you, what is one of the best things that you have done uh, to get those inquiries coming in? One of the best things that I've done is just build the relationship, uh, just just building a relationship with my couple so that they're talking about me to their friends and family. Um, at the and, and now that I'm showing like more of the behind the scenes, I'm realizing people love to see the process. They love to see the fun, but then it's like, oh wow, they still have fun and they still were able to get these photos too. So um, behind the scenes, but as far as um, my approach to um, any client relationship is one, I'm excited that they hired me and I want them to make sure they understand that I appreciate them hiring me. It's never, um, well, I try and approach it as if it's exciting for me because this is their special day, their special moment. If it's the engagement photos, this is their, how they're going to announce if obviously like they've probably already done it, but how they're going to formally announce through photos that they're engaged. And that's exciting for me because this is their, their one big thing that they're doing. Like in, in relationship to like the grand scheme of things, this is one part of their journey. And so I want to be excited about their part of the journey. Um, and so that's how I approach when I'm meeting them for the engagement session. I want to get them ready. I want them to feel prepared. I want to prepare them as, as much as possible um, by showing them locations, showing them guides, reviewing their outfits to make sure I'm pre-planning pre their session properly. So that's as far as building their connection. Um, and then on a wedding day, I know we're talking about engagement sessions, but if, if there are photographers that are thinking of new ways to approach a wedding day, um, I smile at everybody. I try and speak to everybody. I'm not even a very extroverted person, um, but I have to be on wedding days. And so I want everyone to feel like, oh, wow, she cares about what she does. And so that could just be taking a photo of a couple that's dressed nicely um, for them to have later. It's, it'll go in the couple's gallery because um, I do online galleries. Um, so to go in the couple's gallery and they just have a good representation of everybody that's at their wedding. Um, so just, just being nice to everybody. And a lot of times when couples see how I treat their guests, that also makes them speak 
highly of me. And so it's not a, nothing's a gimmick. It's just been, it's just been my approach. It's just what I think is authentic to who I am as a person and how I would want someone to treat me or my family or my friends if they were working with me. I don't know how to end it any better than that. Building connections is cheaper than Facebook ads. That is for sure. It is. It is absolutely. Oh man. Um, Terry, I feel like, uh, like we could have 10 more podcasts. I would love to talk uh, more about, you know, your whole process. Cause I think that it is so, um, human, which I think, you know, in today's, uh, you know, world of, of online education that can get kind of lost, especially in photography where, it's a pretty mathematical, technical uh, skill it, yes. to learn. And uh, and you brought a lot of that human element back to that. So I appreciate that. And I, I really enjoyed yeah. this uh, this episode with you. I like, I like talking with you. Uh, before Thank I let you, you go. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. Good. Before I let you go, I know that there's going to be listeners who are going to check out the show notes, see some of your work. But if they want to dive deeper into that, where can they find you online? Oh, sure. So uh, my website is terrybaskin.com. And my Instagram is where I'm, where I spend a lot of my time and where you can see the behind the scenes is at uh, Terry Baskin. So that's T-E-R-R-I-B-A-S-K-I-N. Wow. My biggest takeaway from this interview is that, um, you know, I, I love how at its core, I think both Terry and I, we want to get the same thing out of our engagement session. We want images of our couple who they clearly have a connection with each other and they like to have some fun with each other as well. But the way that Terry puts her own spin on it and makes it her own is so cool. You know, we, we all have that ability in photography. A million different photographers can have the exact same camera, the same lens, and even use the exact same settings while photographing the same subject and all of the photos will be different, not because the gear makes you stand out. It doesn't. It's because, you know, how your whole life experience and how you use that gear to tell your own unique story. So cool. So before we wrap up uh, today's interview, I want to give a quick shout out to our own Matt Austin for leaving the podcast a five star review. Matt says, when I was looking for a new camera, the first thing I did was try to learn everything that I could. This podcast was so helpful. The interviews are entertaining and helpful. Thanks, Raymond, for putting in the time and effort on this podcast. Wow. Well, thank you, Matt. Since Matt has left this review, uh, we've actually met up in person while I was down visiting Atlanta, um, you know, and after that, he started just reaching out to some local sports teams and now shoots for literally like, I don't know, 50 dozen high-level sports teams. Uh, he's just made a ton of progress, and it has been so cool to see that progress and uh, progress as a photographer as well while you are actively achieving your dreams. It has been so cool. So, Matt, again, thank you so much for your uh, review. Reviews really do uh, help support the show. Uh, and I appreciate you keeping us up to date on all of your progress and all these new sports teams that you're working with as well. That is so cool. So that is it for this week. Be sure to level up your status as a photographer by delivering an amazing client experience with CloudSpot. Sign up for a free account today over at deliverphotos.com. And remember, the more that you shoot today, the better you will be tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Beginner Photography Podcast. If you enjoy the show, consider leaving a review in iTunes. Keep shooting, and we'll see you next week.